I will this to be, and in this blessing I am free. Make all spirits subject unto me. Hello, I'm your humble witch guide, Dara Daza Crowley. What's the crack, lads? I'm here, Lee Lynch. Just out on a little stroll with Daza here. <laughs> Welcome to the Hocus Hole. We did it. We did it. We did it. That's it. That's the podcast, guys. That's all it was. That's all we wanted to do. Now, it feels weird actually finally um being here because we've been talking about doing this podcast for like so long. When it came on quickly, it's like we finally made it. it we've been chatting about it for so long, and now it's like, oh shit, we're doing it. Yeah, it does feel weird sitting here in front of the mic and stuff. Um, I never thought. I suppose that's kind of where the idea of the podcast came from. Like, I never thought I've gone from just sitting in a pub, just like an ordinary night out, just talking about, and then someone will ask me like, "Oh, do you want to? I don't know. What's good? Do you want to go do something?" Do something, yeah. Wow. Um, we sound so fucking boring. Um, yeah. Do you want to go out like for a walk or something tomorrow? And I'd be just too embarrassed, and I'd be like, "Oh, I can't. I'm doing um, hocus stuff tomorrow." And everyone would just know that I mean that I'm going out to do occult things. Sorry, you can't come out tonight. I'm chopping up some dead squirrels. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't chop up dead squirrels. Oh, I don't know no. what you do. No. Yes, you do. Well, well, I suppose this is the idea of the podcast. To be fair, this I is hope. the podcast. It's like it, it, the idea sort sort of stemmed from the fact that we'd be sitting here in the studio just having chats, and we're like, why don't we just record this and talk about the occult? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose like we've had this idea for the podcast for a long time. Like, I've, I suppose when I first got into like the occult and magic and stuff like that, and we'll talk about that more later on, I was kind of like a little bit embarrassed about it, you know what I mean? Like, of course, but it was also like a personal, spiritual thing. And but like at the same time, as I grew into it, I was kind of like, this is kind of cool, you know what I mean? It's metal, you know? I'm literally like a dark wizard, you know? But then. I'd be a little bit embarrassed because, like I said, I'd have to say, like, oh, I can't do something tomorrow or I have this thing planned or whatever. Or what we have today, I, it feels a bit weird just saying, oh, I was out collecting bones or, like, reading old German tomes. That kind of rhymed. Bitten. Based society of the podcast, I feel that, like, when I was talking about this stuff in pubs and stuff, it was fun and I found people were like entertained by it, but only because they were living vicariously through my batshit craziness of just going out into the park and doing rituals and all my different like pagan rituals, different like magic and stuff, chaos magic and all. And I'd be explaining different things to people, mainly to yeah. Lee. Um, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, I'd love to do like, I think I said it to you before, Lee, like I'd love to do a podcast and all, but it's just too, like, it'd take too long and trying to explain everything and all, but that's only because I was coming from the standpoint of all those academic, like the books, the fact they were written like thousands of years ago. I mean, they were written in such a almost coded way. So like they wouldn't be burnt as witches and stuff, you know, the people who wrote them. But I was like, now you can get on Spotify. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, what a, a spit in those people's faces. Like, Fuck your ancient but, um, <laughs> but 
like yeah yeah i guess it's just almost to democratize this like i'm not an expert in this stuff not at all but i have a little bit of experience and stuff and i'm learning and i kind of like the idea of like a podcast where you guys the audience are learning along with me and lee's learning but it's not just like i'm trying to give you this big deep lesson and stuff it's just stuff that i've found out recently research i've done um and i'm trying to democratize it i'm trying to make like the idea of summoning demons and spirits and then bigger ideas of like the macrocosm microcosm of the universe and fractals and all that mad shit but you know the knowledge is out there there's so much access to this stuff and all half of you can get like you can get like the different grimoires and stuff like that online you know what i mean but it's like if it's it's still not enough you know it's still complicated it's still people are daunted by that stuff because i feel like oh i'm not this is weird this is like witch stuff and all i can't get into this all the lads you know like all the lads hanging on the the street corner aren't going to be summoning demons because they feel like sure what what are they going to be doing they're just lads it's their places on the street corner not in the within the solomon circle but i'm like lads right you know how you know how when you're a teenager you're like all right cancel lads down on the park right hang out instead of that it was just like right lads we're gonna go do a ritual tonight don't don't tell your parents like we're gonna go do a ritual just yeah, just turn that into new going for like a bag of cans in the park and that's what i think it should be do you know what i mean this thing Rituals is in the park. yeah but this stuff is out there for everyone and you mightn't be into that stuff you might just be happy with the way things are like the status quo like the things that you know you're happy with the knowledge you know and stuff but the occult is so amazing because it's like it's and we'll get into the definition of the what the current uh, what the word the occult means but it's it it's hidden you know what i mean it's hidden knowledge and once you break through that barrier once you read about this stuff and you learn it and you put it into practice you've really you start to look at the world in a different way and that's just not me like that's backed up by all the people who've done this before me you know what i mean the massive global community of occultists and magicians, Wiccans, all the different like denominations, magic practicing religions and stuff. You don't need to fully believe and stuff, but you'll learn things along the way about yourself. And I kind of want to be able to give people that, you know what I mean? Through this. Yeah, it's a good way to learn and like reading up on the different things and just, just getting into it. You you discover yourself and you, you discover different things and you like you, you'll be like, the amount of times you'll be chatting about different stuff, and uh, I'll be like, "Yeah, I didn't think I'd be interested in that, but it's fucking cool." And I'll, I'll like, we'll be out on a night out, or we'll be here like doing our shit in the studio or whatever. And uh, I'll be going home like, "Fuck, I'm gonna look up that thing Darrow was talking about." And like, I, I definitely like, fucking wouldn't have been sitting there thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna go look up the things he's talking about," because it, it wouldn't be like the first thing in my mind. Is and like you're learning about stuff that you didn't know you'd be interested in but then you're finding out that oh i'm interested in this 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 and it's an absolute rabbit hole then that you can go down um actually it's more like a hocus hole you know well that's where the name comes from isn't it i mean from my mind yeah a few different things i suppose it comes from the name comes from the fact that i'd be like i'll just doing a few hocus things like i was saying to start 
but also like you know going down the rabbit hole it's the david um bowie song called quicksand that i really like it's actually a, a very sad song um as different theories of what the song's about but it's i personally and a few other people i believe it's about david bowie practiced the occult god god bless david bowie cross myself there he's my um he's my 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 personal ascended master i love david bowie i'm a david bowie simp, I'm a simp so it's not just about quicksand no no it's not just well that's exactly it's about falling into quicksand the quicksand of his thoughts you know getting so locked up into this occult stuff and kind of like magical burnout which is a real thing it's kind of like you know where the lines of reality magic is all about self-awareness you know what i mean the the will of the magician and it can kind of be like when you you stop you start seeing demons everywhere and stuff like that it's important to look after your mental health guys um but it can be difficult you're kind of you're i'll be completely honest you're walking the line with this stuff you know but he, in the song he says drawn into the ragged hole and i've always associated the ragged hole the the rabbit hole you know what i mean um and it kind of just all came together with the name the hocus hole but most importantly it sounds like a euphemism yeah it does <laughs> so, going there, just popping down to the hocus hole there me, me me and the missus went down to the hocus hole there it was a great time it's just you're in a bathroom you see this little hole <laughs> cut out in the cubicle and the next minute just someone hands you like a like a an, an amulet or like a, a a pentacle or something like that i start doing a tarot reading through like a glory hole so i suppose yeah it's the, kind of the podcast we're gonna try bring this um this magical fuckery into your lives um but also like we'll talk about not just about like different occult concepts different um forms of magic like magic discipline magic practicing religions um different concepts um to do within the occult and stuff and we'll talk about how in a minute just how the magic and the occult are kind of separate but also the same thing um but like we'll talk about basically supernatural stuff paranormal stuff because that's also kind of like remember we were talking about this recently lee yeah we've listened to podcasts and stuff about ghosts and stuff like that and I don't know about you, but I just sometimes I just want them to push a little bit further. Do you know what I mean? Like going to the stranger things. Like there's one thing hearing about someone talking about a testimony of somebody who saw a ghost like a few years ago or whatever. But there's another thing talking about someone's experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very, very surface level and very stripped back. And you don't, it's all very samey. Like if you go listen to, not like this and anyone, but if you go listen to a lot of different supernatural podcasts, they're all going to explain things the exact same way and talk about the same sort of things and going to have the same sort of opinions and discussions and they're never really going to dive much deeper than what uh, the surface level things. You, you you know what to expect coming into a supernatural podcast because it's, it's viewed the same way and it, the topic itself is touched the same way by everyone. Yeah, and this is what we want to touch on is the fact that this will be uh, we're trying to offer unique perspectives i mean lee is going to be the stand-in for you guys you know and lee's gonna like yeah i'm learning a long way yeah it'll be his perspective but also my perspective of like uh, like i said i'm not a an expert in this stuff but i have been doing it for 
a while, you know, probably since I was about, I don't even know, probably since, like, I've always been interested in um this stuff, but I've been doing it since, like, I was, like, a little wind, you know, I'd be in the cot and be, like, just, me head would be just going 360 around, <laughs> you know. The start of The Exorcist was one of my first introductions to, like, a lot of people, The Exorcist was the first introduction to the demons and stuff. I only but, um, watched The Exorcist for the first time, like, a month ago. Fantastic, man, it still holds up well. You know, it, it's a good movie. But I remember, like, the whole idea of Pazuzu and stuff, and I remember, like, what is Pazuzu? And I was, like, looking it up, and I remember that, finding out about that Pazuzu is, n- is nothing like, in mythology, and ancient Sumerian mythology, Pazuzu is nothing like it, and then that was kind of, nothing like the demon in the movie, and, and I found out about ancient Sumerian, like, mythology, and that brought me back around full circle to magic and stuff, um, and that was kind of the beginning of the end for me. Yeah. Um, gone. Gone. In, into the ragged hole, into the hocus hole. Will we talk about a few general definitions? Go on, so. Both magic, everyone kind of knows what magic is. Magic is just one of those, like, inherent things. When someone says magic, you just, you have an image in your head, you know. It might be Harry Potter for some people. It might be, like, pulling a rabbit from a hat from other people, you know. Like, everyone, it's just a, it has an immediate image for everyone, you know. It's just an inherent thing. Everyone just knows what magic is. But there's different definitions from around the world. What it is. A general definition would be, and it was kind of coined by the great beast himself, 666. Satan? The demon. No, not Satan. The other fella. Uh, Lucifer. No, not Lucifer. Alistair uh, Crowley, um, who I share a namesake with. We're not related. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually so glad. We will do an episode on Alistair Crowley, but I'm actually so glad I'm not really? related to him. That would be complicated. That would be would very you not like inherit some of his skills, no? But this is it. I so my name is pronounced yeah. Crowley, but I I prefer pronouncing it Crowley just because it's almost like taking that magical power. I'm like I'm becoming Alistair Crowley. Not that I follow. I use some Crowley and magic and stuff. But anyway, we'll get back to that. Yeah, definition of magic. He yeah he defined magic. He was the first one to kind of come up with a, not the first, but because he was so well known and so infamous, his definition of magic kind of stuck. Um, so basically, that definition of magic would be, um, bringing about change to the physical world via a person's will, so your own willpower. You know, I will this to be. Um, in the intro, you heard a lovely woman. Um, it was from, a. Oh, her name's left my Anne Marie now. Anne Marie, is it? I don't know. <laughs> we'll just call her Anne Marie, or definitely it's definitely not uh, Anne Marie now. Um, but it was yeah Anne Marie, an interview with a Salem witch. Um, and as she says in the intro, um, I will this to be. So it's all about your will, your willpower, like almost like bullying the universe to do what you want it to do. Um. But that's a very broad definition. Um, like, through, I suppose, originally it was kind of like, not just about your will, it was all about using the powers of demons, like different spirits, gods and angels and etc. Like the spiritual hierarchy of the universe 
to kind of um use them as tools almost for like minions and the ideas of familiars and stuff where they come around and it, it all kind of like turns this massive like the collective unconscious the collective unconscious of this like melting pot of different ideas um so it's very difficult to define but for this for our purposes we will kind of go with the magic is about bringing change to the physical world using your willpower um magic is so magic with a k um is different from magic with a c magic with a c is pulling rabbits from a hat david blaine stuff which is sometimes way scarier than standing in a circle and then some demon pops up you know what i mean david blaine I'll, david blaine scares me i've had nightmares about david blaine it's scary hey he he just doesn't give a shit. I I don't know. I think I think I did read somewhere before that he was into the occult, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe that's someone else. But a lot of those I magicians, I mean, probably. But a lot of those magicians have a tradition of um debunking, yeah. like the occult and paranormal. Like Harry Harry Houdini did that famously, um, and he was he was a master. Do you reckon Dynamo was into but, the occult? Oh, Dynamo's in a different level. I reckon he could be. Um, could be, man. Probably sold the soul to a like demon. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dynamo, if you're listening. Or Dynamo. Um, the, yeah, so Magic with a K. Again, Alistair, Mr. Crowley. Um, He came along and he kind of, to differentiate the two, he put K on the end of Magic. And I don't really like doing it because it... Magic with a K, like saying that, because it's kind of gatekeepy, I suppose. I feel like magic should be for everyone. Why not? Um, Why did he but... choose K? I actually don't know. Just a random letter. Well, it sounds like a C. It looks like a C, but it's not a C. Yeah. I think that's why, so it wouldn't change the word. What if he just added another C, like thick? <laughs> yeah, but it would just—it wouldn't look as cool. That's what I was just gonna say. Like it. It looks metal. I even have my notes. Looks metal when written down. Like it does. It looks cool. You yeah, know what does. I mean, um, it looks like old but... English. Yeah, I think there probably was old English. I think it did come from an old English at first. Like he found like a a word that was no longer used. But the occult now that comes from a Latin word for occultist, um, which meaning hidden, secret, or clandestine. It has multiple meanings, but it's kind of mainly means clandestine so the occult is kind of the knowledge of the hidden like i was saying earlier um some people kind of take that because it's the knowledge of the hidden is clandestine it's secret it means that it's only meant for like a certain group of people what i'm here to tell you is no it's not <laughs> um i suppose it was just it was for only certain group of people back then people who learn how to who knew how to write, you know what I mean, back in the dark ages, so people who knew their Latin and stuff, people had access to the the religious ideas and the religious um books and materials that they needed because those ancient traditions were kind of gobbled up by larger traditions that came around, like Catholicism and stuff. So it was kind of for the elite, but people have been doing magic since like sorcery and stuff trying to influence the natural world with just the 
the power of their will since the beginning of time, you know? Um, there are some people who still feel that way that it's for a certain group. Um, and that's okay. If you feel as if the occult is something that needs to be kept secret, I mean, as I always say, there is a reason why there is an image of a wizard up alone in his tower. You kind of do need that for in order for it to work sometimes. That's big loner energy. Big loner energy, you know? Um, but to be, like, alone, sometimes there is a need for that, kind of, to keep it in as a secret, to play into your subconscious. But that doesn't mean that it has to be only for a certain group. It means everyone can keep it into their subconscious. Everyone can do it in their own wizard tower. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who you are, what gender you are, the like the where you come from, what background you are. Like this is out there. It is a science. You know, just a big community of wizard towers. Yeah, man. Everyone should have a wizard tower. Where's where's that That's government? It. Huh? Oh, yeah. Where's our wizard towers? You and your fucking social housing. Give us a wizard tower. <laughs> um, still be like two grand to rent. Oh, probably. There's a definition I really like, actually, Um, from a, a very influential text called The Secret Doctrine, Um, written by number one girl boss, the queen herself. Um, Anne-Marie. Os- no, not Anne-Marie. <laughs> she is a girl boss, though. Um, Theosophist Madame Helena Blavatsky. Um, we'll definitely go into her at some point. Yeah, so she gives us really, um, it's not direct quote from the secret doctrine because it's, it'll just be confusing the language she uses and stuff like that. It's a quite old text. But, um, I like her definition of it that the occult is a study of a deeper kind of, a deeper spiritual reality that kind of, it goes beyond reason. It goes beyond, it extends beyond pure reason and the physical science. So it's a study of, Things that can't be measured, you know what I mean, physically, you know. I'm not just talking about a little bit. There's some cross section on the Venn diagram there into psychology. Magic is very psychological, um, but it's the kind of things that it's almost the beyond the subconscious. You know, the things we can't even comprehend and trying to comprehend the the incomprehensible. And I think kind of the this measure of things that are incomprehensible and the hidden it can extend to like the surreal and the hidden in art i mean i'd listen to a song i'm I'm a bit of a song interpreter and i'd listen to songs and um they'd say something weird and be like oh that reminds me of something that i read in some occult text or whatever i wonder if there's symbolism to this but there mightn't be the author just might have thought like the beatles just might have thought oh yellow submarine sounds cool or we were tripping balls and we saw yellow submarine they probably were, but like, and they were, like, I know for a fact they were, but, um, like, I'd still read into it and still, like, come up with my own symbolism. That's a cult to me. Do you know what I mean? Because that's hidden knowledge. Whether I made it up myself or not, it, it didn't just come from nowhere. It came from, like, the back of my subconscious, the meanings I have, um, attached to these images. So there you go. Yellow Submarine was, uh, an occultist song. Why not, man? John Why Lennon not? sitting I mean, there in his uh, now, wizard tower. Oh man, they they definitely knew what they were doing. Like on the cover for everyone knows this now. Like you can look this up. Everyone knows this. Everyone our nanny knows this. On the cover of um Sergeant Pepper Deloney's Hearts Club, there's all the the collage of all the different people, and then in the back, I think it's on the 
top. I could be wrong. I think it's in the top left-hand corner. You see this little bald fella, and that's occultist Alistair Crowley. There's been lots of conspiracies and stuff, or like help. Um, they're all on the cover for the album Help. They're all um doing like different. I'm trying to do the the signs now, but I forgot this is an if audio medium. If you think really hard, you'll be able to see what they're yeah. yeah. doing there. Just just Google. No one wants to visualize me. Just um, just Google just, Derek. Just Google me, yeah. Now Google help um by the Beatles and you'll see that they're all doing they're putting their arms out in different formations and all. And some people relate that to a ritual Alistair Crowley did like are they purposely They were just recreating him? the YMCA. Yeah, man. <laughs> um but I suppose that kind of nicely brings into our Well do you want to talk about your kind of magic? Well, yeah, well, not even just your, I know you don't really have experience with magic and stuff, but kind of like your interest in the the supernatural and paranormal stuff. Or... Well, I mean, from a young age, everything was, I mean, one of the, fir- the first books that I ever read or was read to me was Harry Potter. And I know that's like a really gentrified version of magic. And like, it, like if someone is into the occult, it's like, you go to them it's like oh I love magic because of Harry Potter it's like you don't but um, it was my first introduction really into magic and like magical things and then from that like I've, I've I'm a big reader so like I read a lot and like from like Darren Shan the demon at the series um, like, like Harry Potter you have the Darren Shan demon at the series like um, you have uh, as much as like it's a terribly written and absolutely plagiarized series, uh, the Aragon Brissigur eldest, everything like that. Um, ooh, controversial, nerd controversy, nerd controversy alert. Um, I love those plenty books, of nerd but, controversy. Like, I mean, he blatantly borrows oh. from the likes of Laura Ring, Star Wars, everything like that. But um, lots. Like lots of different concepts of like magic. Obviously, Harry Potter, you have your, your wands and stuff like that. You're born with magic and stuff. Uh, through the Demon the uh Demonata series, you have like you channel universal energy. Uh, you channel energy from winning different people, and then you have the way it's tackled in like Brist the Aragon Brissinger and stuff like that. And then it was always my mom was really uh into the supernatural side of things. So like I grew up watching the like of like ghost adventures and ghost hunting like taps and everything like that so like i i love the concept of like like seances uh ouija boards like just ghost hunting in general so i was always like in tune with that side of things um and i mean it's, it just stuck with me like it, it's always been like i'm all like i'm always sitting around in place and i'm like oh it feels a bit spooky in here the way you've i know you've told me before but the way you phrase that kind of is interesting because very similar to how I kind of got into this stuff, but it's almost like we went different paths at some stage. You know what I mean? Like I was interested. You went left, I went right. Yeah, like always into just vampires. Like oh, I love vampires. And, yeah, like all, all that stuff and like Darren Chan vibe, vampire vibes. Yeah, yeah. Be- best written vampire ever is the Darren Chan. The the way he tackles vibe- vampires. Fuck Dracula. Fuck all that other shit. Van Hells and whatever. Oh. Darren Shan. No, I don't agree with you. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. This is getting controversial. This is going to end up me and Lee in a nerd fight, man. 
We're gonna honestly like I'm each in Sandland Park sundown. Bring your cape and stuff. Yeah, you you honestly gonna tell me that Dracula yeah, is better man. than the way he's Darren Shan vampires are? A little yeah, fucking mountain OG. in the middle of nowhere where they're all like, sitting there drinking. Have you read a... Dracula? No, because oh, then you're missing out. Uh, and do you know what? Do you know what? Oh, this is... I'm a big reader. I, I I was sat I was so satisfied with that. No, fuck Dracula. <laughs> fuck Dracula. Wait. All right, you know you're wrong. Anyway, I was interested in vampires and demons and monsters and cryptids and all that stuff. And I suppose eventually there's only it. It comes around to a certain point where I discovered kind of everything else like it was it was kind of like borderline fictional it's like is it real isn't it real oh it's mythology there's are stories and then eventually i came around to like finding out about you know the witch trials i mean obviously when i was a lot older i found out about just absolutely like the pure tragedy and the genocide of the witch trials basically um and yeah, but I I kind of found out about that. What I'm trying to say is that I found out that there is a real world counterpart. You know, I was like, oh, wizards are just in stories and stuff, or they're just they're just people just thought, oh, that crazy old guy. You know what I mean? That that's our fella. Yeah. You know that that's a fella down the village, who who lives by the well. He's bloody weirdo. He must be a wizard. I just thought it was just, and we're kind of taught that in school. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it was not just, a cool thing. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was a, yeah, it's not a cool thing, but I also just thought, like, oh, they taught anyone who... And it is true, you know, like, those poor women who died in the witch trials. um, But, like, it is true, like, people did say in, back then, like, anyone weird or anyone who didn't vibe with the status quo, they were just wizards or witches or warlocks or whatever. They should have just done a podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The Salem Witch Podcast. Anyway. Yeah, so I kind of... I went back around and I found that, that it's not just that there's these... That there's these, like, wizards and stuff like that. These wizards are just, like, old men or old women or, like... And it was just what they called them, you know? There actually was... I was... I blew my mind. There actually was people who did practice this stuff. There was actual magic. And I was like, what? Magic is real. Now, obviously, I soon found out that it's not the same as, you know, being able to summon a fireball in your hand or, like, fly through the air and stuff. And I was kind of like, yeah, okay. So I kind of, like, moved away from it. And I was like, it's not that interesting, you know? It's it's kind of boring and stuff. I remember in primary school, <laughs> one of the kids in my class came in and told all the, all the people in my class that his mother was a witch. But like, was she? Yeah. Well, now obviously, like back then, I I I didn't understand the implications of it. But like everything that was explained, she she obviously practiced magic. Oh, cool. Do you know cool. what? Like, was she Wiccan or? Uh, Wiccan or... I don't know. Like, she done a lot of like, like ritual, like a lot. Of, uh, you, you, you mentioned know, like yeah. a lot of different stones and stuff, and like levitations and stuff, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I I couldn't tell you what it was, but uh, obviously she had some sort of interest in it. But that would have. That, that would have like really piqued my interest as a kid but that's what happened like I thought you just got made fun of your man's a witch oh my god god I hate the Irish skills <laughs> um, but oh man I was the same man I would like like I got called a Satanist 
for most of secondary school just because everyone knew I was I was into this stuff and I knew what I was talking about because I was constantly reading about this stuff. But like that's what I mean because I kind of I moved away from it when I was younger. I was like, oh, it's not actually. I was too young to understand anyway. You know what I mean? It's not actually like real magic, like in all the movies and the books and all. I'm not going to be like Gandalf. But then. Why Gandalf? Why not Dumbledore? Well, because Ian McKellen, that's why. Right. Ian McKellen, that's. And... All your arguments are invalid. Um, But anyway, the music actually brought me back around, like Black Sabbath and all, like talking about witches and stuff. And it was like. I just again I just thought it was like cool stuff like but then when I heard the song Mr. Mr. Crowley I was like hang on a minute that's my name what are you doing that's my name don't be singing about me and then I was like what are they on about and I soon found out that they're talking about Alistair Crowley and then Crowley Crowley and then that was that was it you know what I mean I discovered all that stuff I mean I I began kind of dabbling into different stuff, like a little bit of Thelema, which was um, Alistair Crowley's, he, the religion he he founded. Um, a little bit of that, again, I still don't vibe with it, but back then I was like, oh, I don't really get this. Um, we will talk about that more. Hey, you're um, blessed but... with your surname. All the songs with my surname and have really negative connotations. Like what? Think of any song with the word lynch in. What are they talking about? Yeah, yeah, very true. Say no more. Say no more. I'm please. not getting inspired by those songs. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Oh no. Um. But yeah, I tried out like Thelema and stuff, and then a bit of Wicca. Um, I kind of I was I identified as a Alexandrian Wiccan for a very long time. Then that kind of led me onto different pagan um ideologies, Eastern philosophies, and Vedic religions. Just all snowballed, you know, and just kept going and going and going. Um, so I actually brought the book with me now. Um, Condensed Chaos, um, an introduction to chaos by Phil Hines. Want to have a flick through that later? Um, yeah. So kind of like that book, kind of. I was kind of introduced to Chaos Magic through like different things. Like there was a comic book called The Invisibles by Grant Morrison. Um, probably everyone knows this now, but that was one of the inspirations for The Matrix. Um, but I through that Chaos Magic's a heavy concept in that book. Um, and <laughs> the um, yeah. So I kind of like I need to read about this stuff when I found it about Condensed Chaos and by Phil Hine, and it's a heavy read, but if you want to get into chaos magic, I would recommend it. Um, I don't mean physically. We smart ass over here weighing the book. Um, um, but with two stairs, just in case. You leave Alistair alone. He's enough grief. No, he's not. He he died. Um, don't quote me, but I think. The end of World War Two. Oh man, there's loads of conspiracy theories about him. He claimed to have started World War One. He said that he like straight up said, "Yeah, World War One. That's my fault. I did that. My bad. Pretty much. That was all of his life. He claimed all this stuff, and 
it like saying, oh, my bad, yeah, I did that. That was pretty shitty, wasn't it? It wasn't me. But, um, yeah, I would recommend anyone that book, um, Condensed Chaos. It's a bit of a difficult read sometimes, but once you get into the flow of it, it's, it's very funny, um, a bit of humour in it. Um, Lee was laughing, he's pointing at one of the chapter names called Callie at the Disco. That's the kind of stuff you're getting into. I went straight to it. I seen yeah. Callie in the disco. No, like not, weed? Not that. In the Callie. disco? Well, they did say ecstasy on the back cover. <laughs> Deep breath. This is going to be a long podcast. Chaos Magic is. God, we've talked about this. We're going to do an episode on the history of Chaos Magic. But yeah, I'm going to tell you it's all about it. We'll. Oh, yeah. Lil will be well educated by then. Chaos Magic kind of. You know what, my personal definition is that it's punk rock magic. It's DIY, do-it-yourself magic. It's, it's using all these different belief systems, belief tools, like using belief just simply as a tool. It has nothing to do with your religion. It has nothing to do with your own personal set of beliefs. It's just like being able to put on different hats, you know what I mean, wearing different hats. And I think that's really cool. And it's like, I've like made talismans out of like, beer bottles and like stuff I found on the ground like little pieces of art and stuff I've made um the colossi which are like they were wrongly named voodoo dolls but they're based one of the the European version of voodoo doll is very um Europeans around everything don't they um yeah pretty much but no the colossi were basically just little statuettes that people made they put nails in them and stuff like that to represent different people and spirits and stuff um, and, like, I've made stuff like that out of, like, just random stuff I've found, like, tied together. and stuff. It's very punk rock. It's do-it-yourself. It's, it's garage magic. It's postmodern, you know? That's kind of chaos magic. That's not the official definition. Don't quote me on that. But that's all I really have time to explain it for, because it's so, it can get quite complex. Um... I just yeah. loved that idea of chaos magic and I just dove straight into it. Um, a lot of people kind of use it because it's just like, it's an umbrella, do you know what I mean? It's an umbrella you can hold over your head and you can just reach out and grab different like magic traditions and stuff like that, but you don't have to be attached and it works. Um, yeah, so I dove straight into the chaos magic thing um i mean we're going to be kind of explaining it as we go along like bit by bit because we'll be talking about on each episode of the podcast we'll be talking about you know bits of history behind the different um like the different types of magic and stuff like that and whatever the topic is about and then my experience with if i have any if i happen to have experience on it um and through that basically we'll slowly be breaking down chaos magic bit by bit because it's a big idea but that leads me into my next kind of point where i kind of got into magic where fractal theory um i think this is a great way to kind of this is the champagne bottle on this the ss hocus pole um and this is also kind of to give you a bit of a tease is what me and lee are going to be doing because it's something that i know lee doesn't you might know about, but it's something to kind of tell Lee about. Um, so, do you have any idea what fractal theory is, Lee? It's fractal, I mean, fractal to me, like, gives me the image of, like, broken stuff. Like, like 
fractions of like fractal. I, I in my mind, I see a fucking a a, a shattered like cracked window when I think of fractal. Well, you're not wrong with to do it like fragments of stuff. I mean, a lot of chaos magic relies on the idea of fractal theory, so this would be the idea of like the universe being organized chaos. So not gonna go into too much of the history but basically fractal theory was kind of discovered by this mathematician called Mandelbrot I can't remember his first name um if you isn't it definitely wasn't David um but if you're just don't don't be afraid to pause the podcast and look up into um YouTube what a Mandelbrot like look up Mandelbrot zoom um and you will be you'll be drawn into the rabbit hole my friend uh, Mandelbrot zooms are amazing um, they're just like infinite um patterns like going on forever. Obviously, the video won't go on forever, but it could go on forever if uh, if someone like wanted it to. Yeah, you can loop it. You could loop it, but you'd be seeing the same patterns again. Where what I'm saying is that if you left it on, there would always be new patterns. It would be infinite, and like no one generated one; they're self-generating. So it's a really cool idea. So. If you think about it, the best way to explain fractals is that you know a piece of broccoli. Yeah. And you know if you take a little bit piece off the, the broccoli, what does that broccoli look like? Broccoli. Exactly. And if you took a little smaller bit off of that broccoli, what does that broccoli look like? Smaller broccoli. And a little bit off of that? Cauliflower. Well, yeah, well, fuck you, but you, you got my <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. So if you think about it, so going bigger zooming out from the broccoli like zooming all the way all the way out talk about the universe right the universe is made up of billions of galaxies billions of broccoli billions of broccoli yeah so you're you're getting onto something man you're getting onto something you've you've skipped it you've hit the fucking the nail on the head this is what i'm trying to say that's i am a magician yeah you all are um so the universe is made of billions of galaxies those galaxies are made of countless stars and planets and then those planets some of them might have life um like earth and in those and life mars. forms and mars and whatever whatever other planet and tala tala, tala. tala has life um, not intelligent life but they have life oh my god <laughs> now tala's a lovely place please don't kill us um don't lie to our listeners <laughs> my god so anyway, in those life forms, there's different systems made up of organs, and those organs are made of cells, and like, like the brain. Even think about it: the brain, you have all these, all the brain cells and stuff, and in those brain cells, you have synapses. Unless you're from Tala. <laughs> and in those synapses, you have DNA, and then you break down the DNA. You have atoms, electrons, neutrons, protons quarks and counts of others like subatomic particles and then you go deeper and deeper and deeper again and then eventually you're going down and it'll just be infinite an infinite amount of particles and stuff like that until if you think about it all the same stuff that makes us up when you go all the way down to like not the very bottom because it's infinite but when you start going down the subatomic level all those same particles are the same stuff that makes up everything. The universe and all the galaxies and stars and stuff like that. We are the galaxies and stars and stuff like that. It's why 
rivers. You ever see like an overhead, like an aerial shot of a river, like all the tributaries and stuff? Yeah. It looks a bit like a leaf, like veins on the leaf. It looks like the human circulatory system, which looks like a lightning strike. So, which is why snowflakes, just like broccoli, it's like miniature versions of themselves. But yet when you zoom into them, they're like each one, even though they're, they're kind of the same, but they're also different, if that makes sense. Um, does this just make any sense, Lee? Yeah, no, it's making sense. So basically, if you zoomed on a zoom in really, 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 really close on a piece of broccoli, and then zoom in really, 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 really close on a piece of cauliflower, they're both the fucking same until you zoom out. Yeah, kind of. That's a simplified version, but yeah, kind of, very much so. See, all right, and I'm helping all you out, listeners. I'm giving you the dumbed down version. Just go get some broccoli from your kitchen. Right. <laughs> Take your phone camera, right? Get get some cauliflower as well. And if you have a good phone, you'll use the telescopic zoom and zoom all the way in. Take a picture of both. Bet you just fucking can't tell which is which. Oh yeah, they're both going to be black. You'll just start seeing. <laughs> and once you do that, you've you done magic. That's it. You've, you've done magic. Not to be one of those people, but no. But yeah, like you've probably heard a lot of people even say like, oh, do you ever think about how like, our bones are made up of stone dust and all. It even sounds like such a, a stonery, smoking area, talking shy kind of thing to say. It is true. You know, I mean, and it relates to a lot of... Well, I mean, that's a, like, it's a scientific, like, theory that, like, ever, like, well, yeah. not, it's not even yeah. a theory. It's a fact that everything is made of everything. Like, exactly. So. And what I'm saying is that if our brains, our brains are made up of the same, of the universe, you know what I mean? It's like everything else. And what's the stop of using our own brain power, our willpower, which comes from our brain, from our mind, from influencing everything? We are, we don't have to warp reality. We are reality. Wow, your mind's been blown. Go, do you know, pause the podcast. Go, take a, deep take breath. a minute, get a glass. Clean of water. up your brains off of your phone or your keyboard or whatever. Take a deep breath. You're Clean all right. Yeah, so that's kind of like my experience of it, like that fractal experience. Once I found out about that stuff, I was like, "That's how. That's the basis for all my magic." You know what I mean? That's how I can go from changing different. Like, it doesn't mean that like when I change belief systems, I'm not saying that like, "Oh, I'm guys, I'm a Buddhist now." So it doesn't mean that I like, I say, "Oh, I'm I'm this now, guys." I identify this. It just means that for a given ritual, I'm using belief as tools. You know what I mean? I can. I can kind of, just like everyone can, use the idea of a god, you know what I mean? I could summon Anubis, I could summon Mithras, I can summon Yu-Gi-Oh, I can summon out Yu-Gi-Oh. You could, like, some people do use, like, fiction stuff and all, like, Batman and stuff like that. Magic. Magic, yeah, but it's because they're ideas, they're, and something being an idea doesn't make it any less real, you know what I mean? Just because it's not physical doesn't mean it's you not real. You believe in it enough, like it can be powerful. Yeah, I do believe in magic. I do believe in fairies. Do you remember that from the live-action Peter Pan? Oh yeah. When like the all the fairy, like they're all. I love Peter Pan. They resurrect Peter Pan just by believing in them really hard. I do believe. I do believe. I do believe. Now that doesn't mean look. If you are gonna be out by gravesides, shouting, I do believe. I do believe. I'm sorry. Shouting as loud as it doesn't can. work that way. Kind of a nice segue into what we're going to be doing. Our 
first topic episode on, which is necromancy, the art of talking to the dead. We're going to be talking about some graveside exploits. Um, not that I've done. Legally, you can't prove anything. For legal reasons, Dara hasn't done anything. I haven't done anything, right? Can't prove nothing. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all we've kind of wanted to talk about. We do have something that we want to do, though. We want to bless you all with um picking a a um a patron, a mascot for the podcast. So what we're gonna do here is um like I said, I've lots of experience with like different like religious ideas, different gods and stuff like that, and like even I was. Catholic saints and all, like Santa Murta, even though she's a folk saint, is my MVP. She is my goddess. Um, and, I mean, Saint Anthony's, all the Saint Anthony's, Anto Bean. Shout out to Anto Bean. All of them. Shout out to Anto Bean. How are you doing? And I was dog died. Um, what? Yeah. No. Really? What? What was the dog called? Uh-huh. Anto Bean Jr. What brave uh, how'd you know the dog's dead heroin overdose <laughs> oh my fucking god <laughs> um but yeah i know all these gods and saints and stuff like that i mean but there was just too many to choose from i'm I'm too much of a nerd when this comes from i was like what about this one what about that one but i was like you know what why don't we let lee pick so what we're gonna do is lee is gonna go through the alphabet in his head and i'm gonna say stop like stop the bus Remember stop the bus? He's gonna say the alphabet, then I'll say stop. And whatever letter he says out loud, I'll have to say the first god that comes to my mind, and that is going to be the god of this podcast. It'll be the guardian of this podcast. Well it this podcast is in their honor, pretty much. And even as a god as it's up for you to decide, maybe in a theistic way, actually believing that God to be a real spirit, or maybe just the metaphor of that God, what that God stands for. Right. Okay, so we're gonna, Lee's gonna say the alphabet now. Stop. Yeah, or. Ra. We were just talking about We Ra. were just thinking about Ra. Up to Ra. Yeah. Ra. We can now Ra. say up to Ra on the podcast without getting in trouble politically. Yeah. Up yeah. The up to Ra. 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 Yeah. Up to Ra, fella. Because we're just talking about the sun god, the ancient Egyptian sun anyway, god. your god. Ra. Tell us about the god Ra. Um, Ra is the sun god that drives the solar boat um, across the universe. He drags the sun and protects it with the help of um, Bastet, the Egyptian cat god, and a few others. Um, from the serpent of darkness. Um, I think it's there's another name, but I think it's Ahet. But um, yeah, Ra is a falcon-headed god who you know he's the father of a lot of the gods. Father of um, he's the father of um Orisus, um, and the great grandfather of the god Horus. Um, but yeah, Ra's a good god, man. I like that. He's he's a cool guy. It's kind of he's like he's he's carrying our podcast along in the solar barge. I like that. Wow. 
What a poet, eh? The solar barge. Oh. That's what it was called. The, the ancient Egyptians believed that the the sun was being pulled along by a boat. Right. So after they, uh, if you're if, after listening to this podcast, right? If you're if you're a listener and you're a fan, right? Now every night before you go to bed, you're gonna have to say a little prayer to Ra. Yeah. Right. When you're doing your nightly prayers, right? You need to add Ra in, even if it's just short, just up to Ra. And just Ooh, next time ah. you see, next time you see the sun, you know, think of us. Give it a wink and just think of us, you know, and just say, "Up the raft, fella." Every time you see yeah. the sun, send us two quid. Yeah, send us two quid every time you see the sun. Right? That's a good idea. That's how you podcast, isn't it? Yeah, doing a good job. Capitalism. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of us. I think. Um. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah, so we're going to be doing, for now anyway, we're eventually going to be planning to do the podcast um, the like during the month, so mid-monthly, and then we'll see about if it develops from there. Um, but for now, we're going to be doing it at the last Sunday of every month. Um, now, you but, might be thinking, well, this isn't the last Sunday of the month. Exactly. This isn't the last Sunday of the month. Very good. Oh. Keep me on your toes. Keep me on your well, toes. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because we're waiting for Halloween. That's going to be the first episode. Ooh. Yeah, this is just kind of an intro episode and it's kind of, you know, more relaxed, more messy if you couldn't tell. Um, But it's the first episode is going to be on Necromancy, which comes out on Halloween, the 31st of October. Don't miss it. Um, All the episode updates are going to be on our Twitter page and um, what's our Twitter handle? Um, Hocus Hall Podcast. I could have told you that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Hocus Hall Podcast on Twitter and the Hocus Hall Podcast on Instagram. Um. And if you all the episode updates will be there. If you have any suggestions for topics or anything, or even just nice suggestions, play nice. We're only new to this. Like we're doing new ways in the podcast. Whatever. Please be nice. Please be sound. Um. Yeah, don't be afraid to DM us on social media or whatever. Or um, actually, correction: also... uh, the Twitter is the Hocus Hole. No podcast. No, po- no podcast. Zero podcast. Because uh, Twitter has restrictions on how long your username can be. Um, but yeah, yeah. So if you have any suggestions or anything, don't be afraid to DM us. Um, don't be afraid to um tweet us us or whatever. Um or email us at the Hocus Hall Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, topic suggestions, anything like that. Yeah. Um, tell, yeah, tell us your own experiences. To... If you if yeah. you have any experiences, yeah. let us know. We can if there's something something really really interesting, we can chat about it. But yeah, any experiences, anything to do with the occult, magic, supernatural, paranormal, any of that stuff. Um, yeah, hit us up. Um, if you're a practitioner of anything, um. Hit us up on the page or whatever. Um, yeah, follow us on the social media, and all, and all the episode updates will be there. Okay then, right? I think that's us. Yep. That was a. Uh, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to you guys kind of coming down the Hocus Hall with us. Um, and sort of, yeah, learning along the way as I learn and as Lee learns. Yeah, I'll be learning a lot. I don't know shit. Oh, yeah, we have to teach him how to read, man. 
Um, I have to learn how to read for this. Yeah, I, do you not do you not read the contract? No, I can't read. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, aren't we comical? But yeah, look, look after yourselves. Um, and look out for the episode one of the Hocus Hole. Um, on the thirty first of October. Um, and have a spooky week in the lead up to Halloween. And yeah. I think we'll call it there. As above, so below. Right, we done? We're done.